Hey, and welcome to Doom Ray on the 27th of February. It's a Wednesday show, which is unusual for us, and it's uh, even more unusual because we're recording quite late in the evening here in the UK. It's um, it's 10:13 p.m. and um, <laughs> it's, so it's it's way so... past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So it's this is kind of this is kind of a lounge show. I think if, if we sound laid back, <laughs> it's because we are we're so laid back we almost fallen over. You um, might you might want to turn your subwoofer down if you're listening through speakers. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, open a beer. <laughs> just kick kick back and, uh, and, and I, I I can't drink beer. I'll sleep even more. <laughs> cheese, cheese, yeah, cheese. Cheese will keep me awake. Okay. Cheese is my Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you dreams. Yeah. Gives you very bad dreams. Yeah, no, it doesn't actually. It gives me pleasant dreams of cheese, <laughs> um, okay. which is one of my favourite things to dream about. Yeah, it's the only thing. It's the only thing worth dreaming about. You <laughs> get to a certain age. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're we're here online. We've got I've got regular host Kyle Jobson, if you hadn't guessed already. And um, hello. Uh, <laughs> and we're here talking about cheese and talking about the uh, the last in our series, our, our Doomray series of films that we've been showing to MA students at Birmingham Institute of Art and Design. And yeah. The, and the last of our films this week, we're going to show, we're showing it tomorrow. So we've. Uh, I've caught up on it today. I hadn't seen this film before. Really? Sh shockingly, I had no way. I've never seen the whole of this film. I'd seen snippets, okay. bits of it. Um, Did Natalie Portman drive you mental? Because <laughs> I know you hate quirky characters. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I did, well, okay. So the film, the film we're talking about is, um, is another of Kyle's uh, Kyle's favourite films, or at least films that have influenced you a lot. And, yeah. Well, this this is actually. Um, one of the ones that well this is the one that i've chosen purely on on personal taste um it's it's a film that um i know <clears throat> to a lot of people of my generation like a lot of my friends um is a very important film to them um for various reasons um whether it be the the way it kind of deals with love or the way it deals with loss or you know i think there's there's um there's quite a lot in there that people can kind of attach themselves to um and um you know for, for me it was it was a film that really just i think everybody has albums or films that that come along at the right time in their lives and um you know that that kind of encapsulate how you're feeling at a time and um i think you know this is a film that for me when i first saw it i was um i was suffering um from depression um and i was quite a hypochondriac <laughs> <laughs> did you have and, the medicine uh, do you have the medicine cabinet <laughs> no it's pills. actually it's 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 I was the other way around in that I was being told to go on all these things. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. Um, and it's funny because we're me and Zach Braff's character, I guess, were, were two people who'd come to the same place through completely different means. I mean, um, but his, he talks of kind of being numb. And that mm. that um, that detachment that I think he he clearly feels in kind of the early part of the film, mm. um, and you know it's funny because when um, 
when I when I talk to people about kind of having gone through depression, I, I think you know a lot of people when you say you know you've gone through depression, they imagine you kind of locked in a room with <laughs> you know yeah. crying. Um, yeah. Whereas you know that my experience of depression was really that I felt nothing, and that that was the thing that terrified me was I. I wasn't sad. I wasn't happy. I, you know, there was just there was no emotion, mm. um, and I think, you know, like what hit me was my depression was brought on by the death of my grandfather, um, and well, a kind of series of deaths in quite a short amount of time. But my grandfather was the one that kind of tipped the scales, and um, I remember kind of not being able to cry, and this really weird. Um, you know, this really weird situation that I found myself in where my, my body couldn't do what it needed to do. Yeah. And, you know, that's quite a significant um, theme in, in this film is this idea of um, him him trying to, you know, he says, I'm taking a vacation from drugs and, you know, I, I need to be able to feel something and I don't, I don't care almost what I feel as long as I feel something, whether that is pain you know, and in fact, that he actually says to his father, doesn't he? He says, um, "You know, we need to f we need to feel yeah, the yeah. way we need to feel, and it's our lives." And um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think for me that that was you know, and the, and and that kind of climactic scene, which is which is very you know, in terms of climactic scenes of films, it's not a particularly you know, there's no explosions, it's <laughs> no it's, robots, there's no robots hitting no, each other. No. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's him screaming down a canyon and kind of letting go. Yeah, um, into the abyss. Yeah, yeah, and and my favourite line. Endless abyss. Yeah, and my favourite line in the in the whole film is when he turns to Albert and says, "Good luck exploring the infinite abyss." Yeah, yeah. And he says, "You too." Yeah, that's, yeah. And I think that's such a such a lovely line. Um, yeah, so, you, so I'd never seen this before, and um, and. And I guess I imagined, like you, you that I would not like it very much. It's, uh, yeah. you know, the the, the quirky thing um, mm. really gets up my nose. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not it's Zoe Deschanel level. It of isn't. Quirkiness. It isn't. Uh, and, I, and I think, and, and uh, Stuart from uh, Agents of Evolution um, said, "You're going to hate this film." Uh, <laughs> 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 so you know and and i uh i thought i wouldn't like it very much but um and but i liked it i did like it all right um okay. so uh yeah i it, am it, surprised <laughs> it's a much better you know more um better judged film than it might be um and, and it really it really treads the line that that line the right side of quirky uh, and, yeah. and I think, well, I think I, I, she's she's believably quirky. I think well, that's the yeah. thing. You yeah. know, I've I've met I've met girls like her. You know, yeah. she's not um, she's not kind of. And the thing is, is that what I like is um, she's not kind of squ scripted quirky. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the time when you have quirky characters, that they, they concentrate on these kind of, you know, the the dialogue and the and you know the kind of they try and make them quick witted and a little bit kind of. Whereas I like the fact she's just completely socially awkward. Well, I think well, I think the thing is with Garden State is all, all of the characters are believable. They're yeah, yeah, completely no, yeah. believable. And yeah. and Zach Braff, you know, he's he's in other things as well. I think he's always he always treads just the right side of quirky. 
Um, yeah, yeah you, he could be really irritating, but but he manages not to be, and uh, and I think it is because of this that there's a sensitivity kind of in, involved in the way the way he puts things across, the way he, the way he talks about things, and I and I think it, it is real. It does feel very very real, mm. um, despite having you know it, it's got humour in it. Sure, it's um, it's constructed. It it it's uh, time is compressed into this particular period. You know, he's going yeah. back to 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 New Jersey. <laughs> we, yeah. won't, we won't start that again. Um, uh, and, uh, and and there's a there's a heightened. It, it, this works really well in stories, anyway, doesn't it? You put your characters into a into a situation in which things are heightened, things are compressed, mm. and things are going to happen in a very short time. And um, whether whether that's um, lost in translation or or this. Um, but but it feels it feels very very real. Um, and and. Mm. And I think the emotions that all the characters are, are feeling is um, is believable, and so mm. so yeah, I think it, I think it works really nice, really, really nicely. And I think you know, for me, the the thing that I like most about the film is um, it never it never kind of escalates. There's there's not a kind of moment where. It's a film where really nothing happens mm. uh, in a lot of ways, um, and there's not. But there's not this kind of there's not this moment where I, th I think what I like about it is a lot of these films that are about kind of a time in my life um, always there's there's that kind of cat you know there's that there's that moment where everything kind of comes together and everything's elevated to the next level and I think what I like about this is you kind of get the feeling that he just goes back to to that life mm -hmm. and tries to find a way of kind of curing himself with with his new love and there's not this you know there's not this you don't see what happens to them you don't you know whereas i think a lot of films would would show them kind of skipping out of the airport or something you know i think it's quite nice that it it just it the the climactic moment is him saying i'm making a choice to actually try and sort myself out yeah, you I, mean, know, I think you. Sorry, I think you say you say nothing happens, but it's not it's not a broken flowers level of nothing happening. No, no, it's, no, it's no. not a Sofia no. Coppola level of nothing happening. No, no. That something something does happen because because no, he, it's, he it's reaches a, a certain of, point, doesn't he? In, 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 yeah. And, and she says to him, "What does she say about about her mother's phrase about you, you know the some you're uh, in it right you're, now. You're in it, yeah. And yeah. and he and this there's something happens by him returning, uh, you know, to to his pair to his remaining parent to his mm. friends that triggers a, a thing a, you know a, a rethinking and a re reappraisal of his life mm. and 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 everything and and so so a lot does happen he goes through a lot it, a lot changes changes with yeah him. and i think but that's you know that's kind of what i mean is the you know when they talk about character pieces mm. the thing that's so nice about this is is that it is a see it is characters in a series of events, it's not a you know it's not one event with kind of these characters coming in and out. Yeah. And I like the fact that there's these kind of self-contained little moments, and it's almost like you know it has it has that um, kind of the monotony of day-to-day -day living. Like he goes to the doctors, mm. he you know, and I, I like that kind of. Um, there's not a kind of sense of grandeur about it. There's, no, there's no, not no. this kind so, of set piece moment. It's not dramatic in the in a kind of in a kind of uh, false sense or a kind of uh, fake mm. sense. It's not, not it's not heightened drama. 
Um, yeah. And it's not putting people into extraordinary situations. It's it's kind of compressing time into into what pro- lots of us go through anyway. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of kind of uh, a particular particular time of our lives. And and you know, you've said this film made a lot of sense to you at a particular time in your life. And mm-hmm. I think I think it is a common a common thing. You know, post. I don't know, post-study, post-university, post-having left your home um, yeah. and, and then reappraising all of that. Mm. Um, and it's funny, actually, because um, the first the first time I saw this film, I'd have been, let me think, was it 2004 it came out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2004. So I'd have, you know, I'd have been, what, 16. Um, and it, it's funny because now seeing it at 25, which is the age essentially they are. Yeah. It, it meant more to me and it, it's interesting because it's this it's this idea of kind of seeing old friends and you yeah. know catching up and it's realizing yeah, it's, def- it's definitely a, 20, a 21 22 23 to 4 25 kind of age film and and, mm. and last week when I, when we after we showed brazil to to this class um uh, i was asked what film we're showing next week i said it's garden state and a, and a couple of people particularly one uh, one girl in the class said oh that's fantastic i love that film you know it, mm. and and I, and I got the sense that it, it was really going to mean a lot more to people of of her kind of age you know young tw- yeah. young 20s um, but I guess they they are kind of slightly before that as well. You know they've they've mm. let they've left their homes. Uh, they they've yet to return. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it is that time that time in your life, and it it does ring very very true. And I think it's very it's very sensitively uh, done. It's very it's very well judged. And I think um, I think well, what else has Zach Braff directed uh, other than this? Um, not much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Um... Let me think. I mean, he's done a couple of episodes of Scrubs, I yeah, know. Sure. Um, but um, I, I think kind of um, he did a TV movie, didn't he? What was it? Uh, Nightlife. Mm. Um, and then he did a he did a, a very short short back in the late nineties um, that was called I can't remember. I want to say it's, I think it's Lionel on a Sunday or something. Yeah, I've got it. Just oh, right, it, yeah. Just got it up here. It, it, um, that, that's before this, you know, 97. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's amazing. You know, I, I, um, when I finished watching it, I, I just sat thinking, you know, why has he not done more? Like, he, it, yeah. it's, it's such a well, you know, the fact that he writes, directs, and stars in it at a, at a relatively young age as well. Yeah. Um, and tells a story with like such maturity, and I, I think, um, you know, the it's I don't know because it, it's it's almost it's a film made in hindsight of a time that he can't look back at, which is a really weird, you know, it, it shows kind of a maturity in him as a filmmaker that he recognizes that, um, you know, and I think he he deserves a lot of credit for it because I think. You know, firstly, he is an incredible comic actor, um, and you know the the first the first scene of of this film, well, the first you know two scenes with a, with a plane, and then <laughs> with him in bed, which again I think you know that that scene with him in in bed in this kind of mental hospital like bedroom. Yeah, it does seem like he's in a um, hospital, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and you know, and then he has this cupboard full of pills as well, but. Um, you know, I think 
for me, that was a bit of a, I know you always talk about um, the Empire Strikes Back and how quickly it moves the action on. Yeah. And it's, you know, Luke, you must go to the Dagobah system. They're your meteor and learn the ways of the Jedi. Okay, brilliant. Job done. We know exactly what the film is. And it's that he, there's just a shot of him lying in bed with a telephone with the voiceover of Bilbo Baggins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, saying, I don't know how to say this. You don't return my calls. We never speak. Oh, your, my mother's your mother's dead. dead. <laughs> and... That just, you know, that in yeah. 30 seconds of dialogue establishes the entire film. Yeah, it does. And and, um, also, and also the visuals, the, the whole the whole context of how he's receiving that news. The, yeah, you know, yeah. the fact that it's one side and then the follow up bit, you know, we get getting the getting the bathroom cabinet with the just full of pills. It, it sets everything. And it's, and it's very it's very well drenched. I think the whole thing is is really is really yeah. nice. It moves. It moves on and quite. Quickly. It has. Yeah, and it has one of my favourite shots of all in the bathroom. <laughs> yep, I'm losing you. I'm losing your sound. Just him against the back wall. That's one of my favourite shots of all time. Mm. Um, and also, I, I think, you know, Jackie Hoffman's rendition of Once, Twice, Three Times a Lady <laughs> is a, a personal a, high point in the yeah, film. It's as a well. fantastic moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, her but, voice but it's is not ridiculous. Incredible. It's not ridiculous no, no, no. either. It's, and it's, it's, it's what I like is it's, but it's affectionate as well. That's yeah. that's one thing that I love is it's always affectionate. And also, I think you know, um, to me, um, Peter Sarsgaard is is a man who I've always admired. But this was the first film I saw him in, mm. and I think he is phenomenal in this film. Um, I think I have so many friends like him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we've all got that friend yeah but what i love is he he you kind of because all the way through you're like well why the hell is he this guy's friend mm. you know he's he's yeah he's kind of a nice guy under it all but then you know when he returns his his mother's necklace you you see you know so much about this character and you know so much about this guy and you know the the what i love is it's you know, we were talking uh, last week with Brazil about how kind of um, environmental storytelling can tell a backstory. Yeah. And this is kind of the opposite in that with with kind of economy of dialogue, they tell massive backstories um, of their characters that are read, you have to read into, but, you know, there's a moment where Peter Sarsgaard turns around and says, you know, I don't lend money, I always make my money, you know, and... There's, and then his mum's, you know, trying to always make money and trying to, you know, and there's this, what I like is there's this kind of idea that they're all trying to escape and none of them are. <laughs> and, yeah, it's very true. I mean, but you, you, you know, we, we've experienced that, I guess, and lots of us experience that going back, getting away from, from where we grew up. Going, going back, and still having connections with the people there, and but you know, seeing seeing the differences and seeing how everyone everyone there is dealing with their own things, they're in their yeah. own, in their own way, and that kind of realization that that you know, it's not it's not just us that's moved on; it, it, it's them too. Um, yeah, it's a very human thing. And I think I think you know, there's there's um, I mean, there's so many kind of really nice character. I mean. Jim Parsons oh, is my is, is the fast food night. Is, <laughs> That's my favourite, actually. Is I, absolutely I, incredible. I wanted him and, to get his own film. 
Yeah, that that, that reveal. Um, <laughs> him when he just wakes up with the word balls written across his head. <laughs> and then when he and, goes to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has it written all over him. Yeah, yeah. That's right, the graffiti all over him. And yeah, I really that's... like, I, you know, I, it's just little things like, um, there's some great visual jokes. Like, I love the diploma on the ceiling. Mm. Where he's just run out of the doctor's run out of room for all the certificates, <laughs> and he just puts it on the ceiling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I I think it's a it's it's strange because it's one of those films where where people can say, so why do you like it? And I could talk about it all day and not give them a reason. Mm. Um, you know, but I just to me it's such a an affectionate film, and it's it's funny because even the characters who seem kind of negative at first there's such a warmth to them like when he gets pulled over by his policeman friend <laughs> yes and uh he says uh, he says but kenny last time i saw you doing cocaine after you ride <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. you know and it's i just think it, you know maybe may again maybe it's kind of me yeah. Looking back at in my mid twenties, yeah, I think we all know that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm a pilot now. What? <laughs> you fly planes. You have responsibility. Um, but yeah, no, and I think you know, it is one of those films that is very much of its time, and it's like one of the things that really, for me, tips it into you know, what my what, this is in my top three favorite films of all time. Um, and one of the reasons is the soundtrack, which is my iPod. You know, it's <laughs> Iron and Wine, The Shins, mm. um, you know, Fru Fru or Frau Frau or whoever you want to pronounce it. Um, you know, Nick Drake. It's just the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Um, and I also like the fact that the characters, well, Natalie Portman's character clearly loves music as much as Zach Braff does because there's that really nice moment where she goes, I'm listening to the shins, you have to listen have to, to this, listen it'll to change this. your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's New Slang, which is one of my favourite songs. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's funny because to me and my group of friends, it's a very, um, you know, it's a very kind of poignant film for, for our time and, and it's one that, whenever the debate of our favourite films comes up, we'll all go a million different directions. And then Garden State comes out and everybody kind of unanimously says, you know, what a film. <laughs> mm. um, and I guess every generation has that film. Yeah, know. absolutely. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad I got to see this. You know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have sought, have sought it out. Mm. Um, probably because it is of a different of a different generation that we all have that our our films that mean something to us that mm. kind of pass pass by otherwise yeah but, but i think it is it, it is a it is an well it's a, it's a really enjoyable film and i think it's really it's really nicely put together and really really well judged in terms of direction and, mm. and acting and uh absolutely doesn't cross that um that annoying quirky line and uh, no. and stays very true while, yeah. whilst being funny you know it's like you, yeah it's, and it's, it is it is a genuinely funny film yeah, like there are is. some real laugh out loud moments yeah absolutely it's not forced it, it doesn't feel doesn't feel like it's forced at any at any time no so it's something i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy watching again tomorrow yeah, yeah. good good yeah. and i hope you i hope the students do as well yeah i think they will i think that's particularly their age group you know mm. it's uh, closer to your age and um uh, and, and i think i think it'll mean a lot more to them um 
but no, absolutely, absolutely, an excellent film and a, and a good one to end the the series, or at least this first uh, series of uh, Doom Ray films on. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we'll have others. <laughs> we'll have to have a. We'll have to. We'll have to go with themes. Yeah. So we can, dystopian futures. <laughs> yeah, and of course, and of course, we've got the we we got we got Bowie month coming up. So we we're probably yeah. gonna, we're probably labyrinth, gonna, labyrinth, man who fell to earth, and yeah. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Maybe the hunger, uh, <laughs> flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> we can do. We can do something about that. But um, uh, so I guess we're on. To you could just it. do the spiders from Mars tour. Just, just put the DVD on. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, a um, fantastic film. Yeah, there's well, but have you said that's one thing worth talking about? Have you seen the music video for the new? Uh, yeah, yeah, the new one. I haven't watched it yet. I know it's I know. stunning. I won't ruin it for you. Just no, watch I know. It. I know about it's, it. I know what's in it. It's very nice. I do like it. Um, but yeah, no, so, you know, I, th I think, you know, we will have to do something else definitely with, with the kind of series of films. Because I think, you know, with, with film, um, one, of the, one of the kind of nice things that I love about film is that um, for every film I think is the best film in the world, somebody else thinks it's the worst film in the world. And mm -hmm. I, I love that about film. I love how polarizing and dividing it is I, you know i i i like to argue and not you know not yeah, yeah <laughs> not sure. i like you know i like the debate it causes i like the and um you know hopefully i've picked three films that will make people i mean i know garden state won't get people talking as much as maybe lost in translation or um brazil no, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I did, I did, I did choose Lost in Translation because I'm a closet racist, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that another time. Uh, no, it's, it's not you. It's, uh, it's, it's Sophia Coppola. It's not Coppola. you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, um, yeah, so yeah. I, I think, you know, um, I, like you say, I think the students will appreciate Garden State. Um and yeah, yeah, I think it's also you know those of those are the students. I mean, obviously the students are involved in creative industries, and, and some of, some of them are making films, and some of them are, yeah. uh, are hoping to. Uh, their ambition is is to to make films. And I think to see all of these these, these very very diverse approaches to to telling stories, I think is mm. is, is is really critical. Um, you know, fil film is an amazingly. Uh, uh, um, amazingly open field in terms of mm. lots of ways you can do things, and, and not it's not that just one approach works. Um, yeah. This this film can absolutely work alongside Brazil working. Because well, I, I came very close to choosing Monsters, which um, mm, yeah, you know, I, I think maybe at a later date might be worth. Putting I think, it. Yeah, I wish you know, I think a lot. <laughs> With with film, it, it really is like anything else. And the best thing to do if you want to learn about it is don't be don't be a film Nazi. Don't lock yourself into one genre. You know, like uh, it means a lot that you you watch Garden State and go, well, actually, you know, I mm. I not not even reluctantly enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you with the with the ice cream yesterday. It is the best ice cream in the world. <laughs> well, this means nothing to anyone listening, but uh, no. But but... Yeah, so so we were in London yesterday, and uh, <laughs> actually physically, not just on Skype, um, uh, for the publishing expo and. Uh, couple of great great food experiences so we, we you know we said the geekiness doesn't 
doesn't only it doesn't end at film and comic <laughs> book. It and transcends get, into uh, burgers and ice cream. Absolutely, and, and so <laughs> and so I, I think I think one of the best burgers I, I've ever I've ever had. It was uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Byron hamburgers. Uh, yeah, I'll you know put, what? Is the, the link. If if we're gonna go for a sponsor, <laughs> we'll have Byron. I'll have I'm, Byron. Yeah, I do it for free. I sponsor them for free. <laughs> they, yeah. like, give them just give them some advertising. But yeah, absolutely. They've got low, <laughs> and I'm so uh, jealous of. That's one thing we were talking about London. Whether we'd want to live in London, but the one thing clear is that they have lots of Byron hamburgers, and we've got yeah, no, yeah. we've got none. <laughs> There's yeah. none north of Watford. We should ask for we should <laughs> ask for a franchise. Yeah, I think we I think maybe that's possible. Yeah. Or, or set up Doomray Doomray Burger competition. <laughs> so, so Byron hamburgers, fantastic. And uh, <laughs> that so sounds like we've been given money. <laughs> I wish we they could just pay us in burgers. I'd be happy. I would I would happily accept burger bribes if yeah. anybody is listening from a hamburger retailer. <laughs> I will happily happily accept beef burgers as payment. But it has to be as good as Byron. It has to be oh as, yeah, the meat yeah. has to be fresh and pink and uh, delicious. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and scoop scoop ice cream, which it, which I said to you is the best <laughs> ice cream in the world, and you you you, you didn't believe me. And I quaffed at such a suggestion. <laughs> That's right, you didn't believe um, me till we got there. Till I till I wrapped my lips round such heavenly heavenly dark chocolate ice cream. Yeah. So this is uh, <laughs> this is scoop. I so the next the next non sponsor for the show <laughs> yeah, yeah. is uh, scoop ice cream in Covent Garden. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, or just uh, just out of Covent Garden. Um, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, and it's 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 a pin on my on my Google Maps uh, <laughs> because I, because I always needed to be able to find one of, it again. One of, one of two pins, which yeah. are home and scoop ice cream. <laughs> yeah, just need that, <laughs> the distance between those two places. It's all you yeah. need to know. <laughs> but um, no, and uh, you know, I, I think um, well, really, you know, in terms of uh, you know what we saw down there, um, we're breaching a little into Futurilla um, yeah. territory here, but um, the, I think we came to the conclusion that if you're in publishing, um, <laughs> you can have your stuff exactly the same on every device conceivably, you know, imaginable. And uh, what was your message of the day, Rob? Yeah, I don't think it's it's suitable for broadcast. <laughs> but, um, but but yeah, I think I was talking today to somebody who's in the advertising world, and for for a while, again, we aren't we are slightly off topic, but it's uh, someone who's someone who's worked with Trevor Beatty a lot, and Trevor Beatty's company has now set up a, apparently a, a, a tablet advert um, agency. Totally dedicated to tab to tablets. Now this is a proper ad agency, you know. So they're yeah. bu they're building stuff for tablets. But the message from yesterday was really that you know you didn't you didn't need to worry if you're a publisher and you do things your own way and you've been stuck doing things things the same way for for years and years. You you don't need to worry because all you need to do is pay one of these many many generic companies some money, use their system, <laughs> and it will it will just make your content work in this new world of tablets. And it'll be it'll be fine on iPad. It'll be fine on Android. It'll be fine on all this stuff. And you you know you're not. Well, the polite version is, don't worry, you're not screwed. Um, <laughs> as know. long as you throw money at us, yeah, you'll be fine. And it's just not true, is it? I mean, no. and, and I think when we you know maybe this is a this is a topic for for future discussion here is that is the the notion of publishing because because of the comic world. 
and and yeah. how and how the kind of niche magazines are making that transition. And well, niche, I said niche magazines, but also you know genre genre publishing. Well, it's funny because I, I was talking to Sarah the other day, and you know I was saying about um, you know about about publishing and and how it's kind of moving onto um, tablet platforms and so on. And you know what I was saying was. To me, well, I can get we, can we just stop saying tablet? Because what we mean is iPad, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when everyone what says, I mean says I, oh, tablet yeah. publishing, they mean iPad. iPad and those things <laughs> that people aren't buying. Yeah, um, mm. and uh, and and the things that uh, yeah nobody provides any content for that actually works. Mm. But no, um, but no, and you know what I was saying was to me the the thing that I I seem to get the impression is you know in the early days of television. Mm. They um they just kind of filmed stage you know like yeah. they filmed plays or radio and, people stood and, up people stood yeah, up and, in front of the TV camera yeah. with a with a and, bow tie on and, and a people microphone. didn't but people didn't respond to it and didn't get it and then when they went well hang on a second we can actually you know light this differently film this differently you know get it close to people well, we can, it's, it's a different it's a different form yeah yeah, and yeah it, takes, and I, it does take and I think, some time. Yeah, but to to me, that's the stage we're at at the minute. Is yeah. where people are saying, "Well, the you know the aspect ratio of this screen is pretty similar to the dimensions of this page. Mm -hmm. So if I take said page and you know churn it through my through my you know fixed format EPUB and then pop it out the other end, then everything will be fine." And mm -hmm. I think you know for for me, you know what we were talking about yesterday was. The, the need for something developed from the ground up and and how it was incredible how how little there was of that and the other thing we noticed was of all the companies we stopped and talked to none were british no, almost none almost none. <laughs> oh no one was one, one. was yeah that social yeah. media company that were very good actually yeah one one company young people come out of an agency set up their own company totally social media oriented but every other company that was interesting was, was uh, either american german you know some, yeah. from somewhere else and that's slightly depressing yeah but uh, you know i think um it, uh, well uh, for me the, the problem is with digital publishing is there hasn't been there hasn't been that citizen kane moment there hasn't been that you know that moment where everybody in the publishing world has stopped and gone they've got it right this is actually this mm. is the way we do it and you know until then it's all experimentation really isn't it but, mm. but it's all fun getting there yeah i think some good conversation to have on future doom rays i talked to an illustrator today and we were talking about things that came up from the publishing thing and and, and about apps and the role of illustration within uh, within that world and i think there's mm. there's, a, there's a whole bunch of, we, we should really have a comics special and this oh yeah no digital, I'm, digital comics i'm entirely up for that yeah um well you know it well as as you know i'm i'm involved in the development of um of a comic book designed from the ground up for tablets so yeah. um it you know it would be a, a very interesting conversation to have yeah. i think i think maybe next show or the, or the one after that we'll, we'll try and do that so uh, we've, we've done burgers we've done garden state we've done ice cream um, I think we're, we're probably we're probably done aren't we I think um, all that's left to say is uh, Star Wars pinball Star Wars pinball yeah well <laughs> I need to check that out I've, I've just downloaded it and, 199 uh, a board though oh, wow yeah, that's well. uh, 
And uh, this, should tell you the thing that annoys me. Every single time one of these games gets a Star Wars endorsement, I sit there going, are you mad? Four dollars. And, and then, then And then about 20 minutes later, I start watching the videos on YouTube and I just go, I have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, no, I think, I, I think also bear in mind that, that I've put a lot more money into pinball machines in my life. Than uh, <laughs> than I'm about to spend on you know on uh, on an iPad app. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it's been a it's, it's been an interesting, nice evening show. Very different, I think. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a, it has actually turned into a lounge show. It is, yeah. Um, I think we, we, we <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a different a different kind of uh, credit music today. Yeah, <laughs> um, kind some, of Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> Some ambient jazz would be nice, yeah. <laughs> but, fail, but failing that... Um, the, <laughs> but yeah, failing but, with that, we'll stick with Agents of Evolution yeah, soundtrack. So, yeah, so thanks, thanks uh, Kyle, for uh, another good show. And, yeah, uh, thank, thank you, too. And thanks for doing it on an evening. Um, okay. we'll I stayed try, awake. <laughs> you did, you managed it. So we'll try and get back to a normal schedule next week, but um, yeah. we, we can move around. Um Thanks, Kyle. Thanks yep. for the Biad film series as well, drawing to a close. Thanks to agentsofevolution.net for our uh, theme tune and uh, some post-production work on the show. And uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully Thursday next week uh, yep. in March. So uh, see you uh, and you'll hear us next week. Okay. See you later, Rob. Bye. Bye-bye.